Hello everyone, I'm Erica and this is Wine and Refine. On this refinement journey, I've gathered some gems that I will be sharing along the way over an extra large glass of wine. I'm on this journey to becoming and falling in love with my most beautiful and authentic self and I hope you do as well. Now grab your bottle and grab your glass and let's get into this refinement journey together. Cheers. So let's get it cracking by opening up this bottle. Today I'll be sipping on a Moscato from the company The Winking Owl. Um, I've had it before. It's real sweet. I like it. It's not bad. It um, comes from California. Light body, delightful flavors of ripe citrus, apricot, and peach. Real sweet. A nice little fun Moscato, if you can't tell. Um... But yeah, always an oldie buddy goodie. I was, um, I'll be mixing it up next time. Okay, I promise. But for right now, all faithful. <sighs> all right, so, um, I but okay, so I just kind of want to like stick with my Moscato for this topic for today because it's, it's a big topic. Um, I was listening to a podcast maybe about a year ago or so and they were talking about what it means to grow up as the good kid now that that kid who's always they always did what they were told they got good grades went off to college and just they just do everything by the old textbook version of right um here's the issue with being quote unquote the good kid they're typically validated a lot they um they're people pleasers and they have a tendency to not show or know how to handle their emotions. Growing up, I was a child who would have been labeled the good kid. Um, now for the record, I have a little sister and she is in no way, shape or form a bad kid. Just, you know, putting it out there just in case you're listening, sissy. Um, she was just always more outspoken than me and she would never, it was never a question of what was on her mind. She would think it and say it. And till this day, I think that's one of her greatest characteristics. Um, but that's just kind of where we deferred. So, but here's the issue when it comes to being labeled the good child. Typically, you're the kid who doesn't cause problems. For example, you do what you need to do to keep your parents and other adults in your life happy. And so you become a people pleaser, someone who's more concerned with keeping the people um, around them happy, no matter how it makes them feel. Or even being someone who might be called like someone who keeps the peace. They'd rather just like bite their tongue rather than just say what's on their mind or say what they're thinking because they just don't want it. They don't want an argument. They don't want any rebuttal. They just want to keep the peace. Um, but, and they just feel like it's easier to comply than to deal with any repercussions that might come up. Um, especially if you have like a high price, I guess you could say, on being the good kid because it causes you anxiety to know that someone is upset or disappointed in you. Um, it's just things like that. Or learning how to bite your tongue, like I said, and hiding your emotions because you know that being upset will just upset everyone else and you can't handle that because you don't because and because I do think it's really important to learn how to handle conflict and to learn how to handle differences because 
just trying to not have conflict actually isn't the best way to handle conflict because now you're just avoiding and we don't need avoiding behaviors. Food for thought. But yeah, so while, and I know he probably didn't mean it this way, but like one of the things I love to talk about is Newton's first law of motion. It says an object at rest will stay at rest and an object at motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. Basically, when you apply that to people, a person will keep moving the same way until something or someone intervenes and can cause them to move different. Like I said, I was one of those good kids. I was one of those good kids. I kept quiet and I kept to myself. I got good grades and I was praised for always doing the right thing, having that validation, whether it came from verbal praise or things like trophies, awards, or report cards, unknowingly became things that I thrived on because I thrived on because like I never knew how to provide my own validation. And even talking about that now, thinking about, you know, I work with kids and I'll have kids who come up to me and they'd be like, after my lesson or whatever, and they'd be like, was I good in class today? And at first I thought that was the weirdest question, but now, well, not now, I realized that a while back, but now I get that they were just looking for that validation of am I doing everything that's pleasing to you? And like, I feel like they're starting to become little people pleasers by always going up to the adults in their life. But like, was I good today? Was I a good kid? And the thing that I don't like about that one, yes, it gives foundations that I don't think they need, uh, at least not in that aspect. And then two, when they say that, there's always those other kids who either get nervous and don't ask either because they know they acted up or because they can't figure it out for themselves. Now, there's also those other kids who they just don't care. And that's beautiful, in my opinion, because they're already starting on that validation for themselves. And that's something good to have. And so that is something I've learned and changed in my little counseling practice is not necessarily giving kids the validation that they need, not necessarily the validation that they want. You shouldn't like feed off of it but you should at least still have some validation in your life, even as children, especially as children coming from the adults in your life. But moving forward, <laughs> little rant. Um, in turn, I began just like seeking it from other things and people, like that validation myself. Um, however, when you give things that power over you, people can take advantage of you. And you can begin doing, you can go, begin going down like a slippery slope of not doing those things that honor you. And that's the big thing that is meant to be taken away from this podcast and this whole refinement journey as a whole is learning how to do those things that honor you, not honor everybody else. Because I've heard someone say, people will talk about you till the day you die, no matter what. You could you could be the greatest person to ever walk the earth and they still gonna find something petty to talk about. And so learning how to do those things that honor yourself and do those things for you, that's the point of a refinement journey. That's what we're on. Um, but being able to take accountability and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're doing great or that you need to make some changes is the only validation that truly matters. It took me a long time to get to this point and to understand this point. I'm still growing. You know, we on this journey together. 
it's a it's a journey, not a sprint. And I'm still growing and getting better, but it is one of the things that I have learned through therapy. And I use this incredibly long lead up to talk about my main topic, which is forgiveness. Um, Because an object in motion will stay in motion, like I said earlier, I was traveling down a path of being a people pleaser and biting my tongue for a long time. And because I was so nice to people, I always expected to get me from other people. I expected them to be nice and honest with me because that's how I was with them. I expected them to care about me because I cared about them. And part of me growing up, the good kid, is that it kept me safe from people who didn't have those same intentions as me. Um, And so it was kind of like maybe a coping mechanism almost. I don't know. I don't feel like that's the right word, but it served its purpose when I was a child, but it doesn't work the same as now with being a 27 year old adult. When I became, cause like when I became an adult, I realized that that just wasn't the case and that it was a huge, and that was a huge pill to swallow. And something I had to learn to do was forgive. For me, forgiving other people, a lot easier than forgiving myself. I can forgive someone either to their face or in private and go on about my life, But my big problem was learning to forgive myself. There would be times when I'd be like, Erica, you're so stupid for doing X, Y, and Z. Or how could you let this happen? You know better. I would put so much pressure on myself to be perfect, never quit, go from being the good child to the good adult that I was no longer living for myself. I was living for outside validation. And that's a problem. But once I was able to come to terms with that and start focusing on those things that really honor me, I realized that I needed to focus on me more and it wasn't selfish for doing so. Um, We talked about this before with boundaries because I feel like that is one of the things that being the good kid, once you stop letting people treat you any old way and set up strong boundaries, you're being selfish for no longer allowing people to treat you in a way that doesn't benefit them, if that makes sense. So that is really what started my refinement journey and probably even this podcast, to be honest. I never truly took the time to figure myself out. And I felt so ashamed for a long time because as a counselor and as someone with a psychology degree, I read the books, I did the research, and I should have known better. However, that accountability piece was missing. So because like it's so easy it's so easy to see the problem in other people but we have a hard time being honest and truthful with ourselves and being able to see what we were missing see what we need to do better um and so what i had to do was finally forgive myself for not treating me better and for not being there for me because just by not forgiving myself, I was carrying around so much hurt and anger and confusion. And when you carry around all these negative things, it starts to pile up and you no longer have the room, the strength or the balance to hold up the answers, to hold up the, oh, sorry, to hold up the things that matter. Okay. We get all this hurt and our, and our answer is to just be stronger right? So we can carry it all, especially us Black women, because we're strong Black women, right? Who should be able to carry anything life throws at us. But no, that's exhausting, okay? 
we <laughs> whoever agreed to that who signed up for that cancel subscription do not subscribe except to this podcast do subscribe to that <laughs> selfless plug okay but you got <laughs> You got to let those things go first because at the end of the day, that hurt and struggle served its purpose. Because it's part of life. You can't avoid it, but it serves its purpose and you got to take the lesson from it. But then you have to unpack that lesson and take the knowledge with you, but free up your load so that you can stop carrying and maybe even burying yourself under all that mess you went through and give yourself the space and the strength to start holding up those blessings that are coming your way. But you're too busy trying to stay strong enough to carry the things that you need to forgive yourself for so that you can actually catch the blessings trying to be thrown at you. So like, imagine this, right? Imagine if we had a scoreboard of how many times God has tried to bless us, but instead we tried to dodge it thinking we knew better. Think to yourself, are those statistics you would want to see? Like learn how to forgive yourself, honey, because life can be so much better on the other side of forgiveness. Thanks for listening. However, I would love to hear from y'all too on this refinement journey we're on. And so please feel free to like, comment, and share. And also please interact with me on my Instagram, wine and refine underscore pod. Till next time.